Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good. Hold on, let me make sure everybody's in here. And I'm on time. I'm actually on time. I'm proud of myself, okay? It is 6.32. I am here. Hope y'all are doing good. Happy Thursday. It's a lot to get into. Um, As you guys know, this weekend is my big New Year's party here in the Twin Cities, so I'm super-duper excited and shout out to my friends that are already flown into town. They're here. They're currently in the other room um, eating dinner. So I'm like, I got to go live. I got to talk to my tea sippers because I'm going to be really busy this weekend. So I'm probably not going to be able to drop anything. Um, and I was going to ask y'all, did y'all want me to come on live at like 1150-ish and do a countdown with y'all? Put a teacup if y'all want me to come on live on New Year's. Um, while we're partying and, you know, we're all going to be in this big old room. And I was thinking about maybe going live on New Year's with you guys who were at home and who weren't able to come to Minneapolis. Okay. All right. I see a bunch of teacups. Okay, cool. All right. So we'll go live, you know what I'm saying, and count down the New Year's. I'm super, super duper excited for 2024. Y'all just don't know, honey. I'm making a lot of changes. I'm leaving a lot of people behind in 2023. That will not be moving with me into the new year. So, but I'm I'm super excited. So shout out to all the tea sippers that are coming this weekend. Um, basically, all the tickets are sold out. So if you didn't get your tickets, it's too late. Okay. But um, we have like over 50 people that are coming from out of town, and then the rest are people in town. But I am super excited. This is gonna be a really, really beautiful event. So I cannot wait, y'all. Okay, cool, cool. I'ma definitely. I'm going to definitely do a countdown with y'all as well. You know what I'm saying? So uh, when the clock strikes midnight, I will be live. So, yeah, it's going to it's gonna be fun. It's going to be really fun. So I want to go ahead and get into these topics here. It is a lot going on. Um, so let me see. What should we talk about first? Should we talk about Simone Biles's? Okay, yeah, let's talk about Simone Biles first. And then I'll, I'll get into some of the other stuff. And then we'll talk about the whole pretty privilege thing, because I really want to talk about that as well. So as you guys all know, Simone Biles and her husband, they were, you know, doing some type of podcast. Can we leave some of these podcasts, child, in 2023? Um, I mean, at this point, 
I'm going to need like Best Buy. When they see folks just coming by and a bunch of podcast equipment, I need there to be an alarm that goes off. <laughs> They're trying to start a podcast. Don't let them. Because it just seems like everybody has a podcast now. And these podcasts are stirring up way more drama than they're even helping, especially the black community. I mean, the 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 male, female, beefing, dynamic. Can can we just leave some of these podcasts in 2023? Everybody does not need a soapbox, especially when you're just not even using common sense and you're just stirring up drama. So I, I'm for real, I'm, I'm burnt up. I remember like five years ago, you literally had maybe 10 podcasts to choose from. Now everybody named Mama got a podcast. It's like, damn, okay. So anyhow, what's going down is that Simone Biles and her husband, they went onto this podcast and it caused a lot of controversy. Um, his name is Jonathan Owens and he plays, I believe for the Green Bay Packers. Um, he's a safety. And basically he's, he made it seem in this interview from what people were saying that he made it seem like he was the catch, like Simone Biles was running after him. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and watch this together because I have a lot to say, because they're, they're still kind of going in on this couple. And at this point, I'm, I'm starting to side-eye members of our community. It's starting to be a bit much now. So it, it, it piqued my curiosity, you know, so I'm like, okay, that's, 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 I, I see what's up. I swiped her and it said we matched. So I'm just like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna see what's up. So I go do my workout and I come back and I get like, I had some likes on my Instagram, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this might be. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I see what's up, and then I still waited. I'm like, man, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till I, you know, take a shower and everything. Then I come back to my phone, and then she messages me on the app, like, hey, you know what I mean? And I'm, man, that's a man. This gotta be fake. Like, I don't know. Just, I didn't know who she was at the time, but like the first thing that I saw was that she just had a bunch of followers. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, she gotta be good. If yeah. I promise you, I'm a, I'm a real life story. When she won the Olympics, I was in college. And we didn't have NBC, we didn't have Olympic channels, and we're in camp. We're in camp late, late, late July, early August. So I'm not paying attention to, you know. So I never would have had a moment to where I would have watched, like, you know. Jonathan, I'm gonna let you finish your story, man. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was saying, man, she she messaged me. This was like a Tuesday, and we 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 were texting back and forth, and then we hung out Friday, man. And um, we couldn't do much as COVID happened, everything was shut down, so. Um, she came through down um, down to Houston. She lived in the suburbs, so she had to drive about 45 minutes to me. Um, then the rest is history, man. So so you was really the catch in... I always say we the men are catch, man. I always say we the catch, man. Yeah, so she really booked you. She did, though. She is did, what you though. said. Because I, I was fighting it. I was fighting it. So I was you, fighting it. So in truth, if I say this out loud, was Jonathan Owens ain't really want Simone Biles. Is at, what you're saying. At the time, <laughs> that's what you're not gonna say that. That's what you're saying. I was afraid. I I was afraid to commit. I'm like, ah, I'm, man, this my this my third year. You know, I'm trying to. Okay, let me. Oh, sorry, kind of wound it. Like, do you see how messy the podcasters being? Basically saying, so Jonathan Owens, you really didn't want Simone Biles. So I thought that was very very messy. Okay, but we're gonna keep going. I think we left off about here. Um, she came through down um, down to Houston. She lived in the suburbs, so she had to drive about 45 minutes to me. Um, then the rest is history, man. So, so you was really the catch in... I always say we the men are catch, man. I always say we the catch, man. Yeah, so she really booked you. She did, though. Is she what did, you though. said. Because I, I was fighting it. I was fighting it. So I was you, fighting it. So in truth, 
if I say this out loud, well, Jonathan Owens ain't really want Simone Biles. Is and, what you're saying. At the time, <laughs> that's what you're not gonna say that. That's what you're saying. I was afraid. I I was afraid to commit. I'm like, ah, I'm man. It's my it's my third year. You know, I'm trying to ah. I'm like, it's kind of <laughs> early. But you know, like I said, man, it happened when you least expect it. And we hung out, man. It was like we hit it off instantly. You know, we just laughed the whole night. Hold up. Okay, we didn't need the soundtrack of our lives. Okay, let me first of all, let me say this, okay? Um, is there a special Tinder? Is this where they met? They met on Tinder. Is there a special Tinder for like celebrities? Is there like a platinum, you know what I'm saying, Tinder? Because you know, the few times I've been on Tinder, I've never ran across an NFL football player. Shoesy white guy sending, you know, dick pics. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, writing shit like, oh, I want to ram it into your tight hole. It's like, what? Like, so, I, I, you know, like, where are we meeting? I, I've never just ran across an NFL player. I'm like, all this on Tinder? Okay. So I find the whole situation just, like, just crazy, right? They said it was Raya. Oh, they met on Raya. What is Raya? I ain't even heard of Raya. I thought they were saying Tinder. Raya. Oh, it's for rich and famous people. Okay, okay, now that makes sense. Cause I'm like, the only thing I've ever seen on Tinder is just random peen. I've never just been on Tinder. Okay, so it's Raya. <laughs> Thank y'all for clearing that up. Cause I'm like, do I need to buy the platinum plus edition of Tinder, bitch? <laughs> like, wait, what are the odds you go on Tinder and meet an NFL player? Okay, so it's. <laughs> I'm glad y'all cleared that up because I was shook. I said, am I using this app wrong? Like, what the hell? But okay, all right, thank you. I feel better now because I'm like, I've just, I don't know. It's just always just random pain. <laughs> like, like, how did y'all? <laughs> okay, I feel better now. Okay, so what in Tinder? It's Raya. Okay, so it's for rich and famous athletes and, you know, celebrities. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because I'm telling you, I was confused about this whole thing. I'm like, well, damn. Maybe I need to, you know, upgrade my Tinder package, okay? But anyhow, so a lot of people were mad. They're saying that, you know, first of all, Jonathan Owens is very handsome. I don't think I ever really paid him attention. But he's a very, very handsome man. And so a lot of people are saying that he's sassy. He's giving sassy boy energy. He wants to be the catch. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this, okay? I feel like he was being honest. I don't think there's anything wrong with part of what he was saying because he is young. And he's also an NFL football player. He may not be Tom Brady or Odell Beckham, but he's still in the NFL. Meaning that you know how many damn people are throwing coochie at him. Just, you know, he can't run that fast. Okay? Cooch, 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 cooch. Okay? And he's young. And he's fine. So let's keep that real. So for him, he's like, well, I don't really know if I want to settle down. You know, I'm kind of liking this, you know, NFL thing. You know, he got the little hazel eyes and the dimples. You know, he ain't ugly. So, you know, for him, he's like, well, I don't know. You know, for a lot of women, you know, look at him like he's a catch. So now we have Simone Biles. And so he's claiming he really didn't know who she was. Now, at first, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because, you know, sometimes if you're not into a particular sport, you may not know. And case in point, y'all might clown me, but I'm not really into UFC, MMA, 
Um, I, I don't think I've ever really sat down and watched it because I feel like it's just way too violent from, for me. And so, you know, my friend came by and he's really into UFC. Like he's a big UFC, MMA. So he was watching like these highlights. So, and I've never really sat down and watched like any UFC anything, right? So we're watching these highlights and there's some white man. I've never seen this white man a day in my life, never heard of his name. And he is kicking ass. He done knocked somebody out. I thought the man died in the ring. The man was just, you know, shaking and shit, convulting. I'm like, did he die? And he's like, no, no, he didn't die. He's just knocked out. Because it's just so violent. And so I'm like, well, who's this dude? And he's like, oh, you don't know who that is? That's one of the best MMA fighters. I got to pull up his picture because I it's His name is Justin. I don't even want to butcher his name. Gathy or something like that. Let me show y'all this tab. So people who are into UFC, y'all know him. Like he's like the one of the best UFC fighters. So this is his picture. I've never seen this man a day in my life. So my thing is, I can kind of give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe, you know, he really didn't know who Simone Biles was like that because he was so busy. And, you know, unless you're into gymnastics, you may not know. But then, child, you know the internet. The internet is messy. They started digging in his old tweets. Okay, shout out to all the UFC people here who know Justin. I didn't know him. I'd never seen that man a day in my life. He could walk down the street. I would not recognize that white man. But he is doing his thing. He's doing his thing in the UFC. Shout out to him. I know who he is now. He be kicking ass and shit. Very violent individual. So, um, so you know, we watched some of his highlights and, you know, he was just telling me about them. So, again, if you're not into certain things like that, you may, you just may not know. And people can say, oh, it's the Olympics. Not everybody's into the Olympics like that. You know what I mean? But anyways, like I said, messy ass, you know, social media, honey. So they got the digging. You know, he claimed he didn't know who he was. And they found old tweets from 2012 of him cheering on Gabby Douglas and watching the Olympics. You know, had his popcorn in hand. So he knew who the hell Simone Biles was. He was trying to play it off like, I don't want to gas her head up. I don't want her to feel like she's the bigger star, you know, and I guess I can see that he's trying to play it cool. But I think, you know, from watching, and again, I'm just online, but on my old Instagram page, I told you guys, I followed Simone Biles because I was following one of her best friends who was building custom houses and she does like interior design. And I would always see Simone Biles in her comments. And so I was like, oh, wow, you know, Simone Biles seems like a really down-to-earth person. You know, she's commenting on her friend's post. So then I ended up following Simone, and that's when she got engaged. And the, the girl that I was following was at Simone's bridal shower and all that stuff. So I always felt like their relationship seemed very sweet, you know, caring. And regardless of the situation... I'm rooting for them. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, these are red flags. He's not shit. And I think at this point, um, I feel like because women find him to be attractive, you got some people who are trying to act like they're really concerned for Simone Biles. But I think a lot of it is like fake caring. You know, like fake concern. Y'all ain't really concerned about that girl. First of all, she's rich. He got money. They're, they're, they're fine. They're both in love. People were dragging her, dragging him. She had to come out and tell people, you know, like, are y'all done yet? Like, it's not that serious. Now, today, I think if she keeps on going on podcasts, it's going to start taking a toll on their relationship. Because this was the latest pod. I didn't even know these two had a podcast. But she went on Kenan and Kel's podcast, and they were throwing more shade at her husband. 
So let me go ahead and share this with y'all. Give me just a second here. Again, like I said, everybody got a podcast, child. So let me go ahead and uh, play this here. Who do you think is the better athlete in the house? I think we're good at our own sports. We've mm -hmm. tried to pin each other against um, on like difficulty, ability, and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, gymnastics is harder if yeah. he agrees or not. Wow. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a nice that's politician a, answer, but here, here's the truth. I'm not um, trying to stir anything I, up in that house. I know your name. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm going to say. I know your name. You know what I'm saying? Let's go back. Yeah. Let's go back to what you just said, which is that uh, gymnastics is much harder. Sounds like this has been a household fight for some time. You want to get into it now? Maybe we clear it up. We fought over it a couple times, and then we, we vowed once we got married, we wouldn't talk about it again. But it keeps coming up every time. But uh, he has done my workout in the gym, and he could barely do it. And then I went to their These NFL workout. And I, and it's I a lot of shots. Fire. Shots fire. <laughs> I mean, she's doing a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah. I mean, It's I'm, a lot yeah. of uppercuts in the NFL, right? Yes. All right, let me come back on the screen. I know I called it the Kenan and Kel podcast. I guess it's Kevin. Sorry. God, I knew it was somebody with a K. Kevin Hart <laughs> and Kenan's podcast. Um, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Because now at this point, they're trying to diminish this man and his accolades. Again, maybe he's not Tom Brady. You know, maybe he's not the best football player, but it takes a lot of work. And that's what a lot of, you know, inner city youth's dream is to make it to the NBA, to make it to the NFL. And regardless if he's one of the top or not, at least he made it. Okay. He got the golden ticket. And so them saying things like, well, we know your name. We don't know his name, you know, or trying to, when she's just simply trying to explain, like, you know, he kind of thought that his job was harder than mine. He tried my workout. He could barely make it. They cut her off before she could say how it went when she tried his workout. You know, so I don't know if y'all are seeing the big picture here. I, I feel like social media and these podcasts are low-key trying to destroy a young black family. Okay, a young black couple. These are newlyweds. These are, you know, two people who've come together in holy matrimony. We keep, we always talk about black love and, you know, we need to see more black men dating black women and vice versa. You know, people are acting like he's just some bum on the street. Like he, you know, is a fry cook. He, he has money too. So I, I don't know. I just don't like the fact that they keep trying to tear them apart. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I feel like a lot of this is not real concern. A lot of this is either jealous people who wanted Simone for themselves or jealous women who really low-key want him because he's fine. And they feel like, you know, um, Simone may not be on his level because I see a lot of that. Oh, he thinks he's fine. He's a pretty boy. Um, and what y'all are low-key saying when you guys are saying that is almost saying like she doesn't deserve somebody as fine as him. Like, I don't, I, I'm maybe, am I reaching, am I reading too into the, to the lines? I'm not feeling a lot of sincerity when it comes to people's commentary about Simone and her husband. I'm seeing like a lot of underlying digs and a lot of people feeling away. But these are the same people who claim that they want, you know, to see black love and stuff like that. You know, people can say that they're, that they're seeing red flags, but you know, even little red flags aside, I'm seeing a lot of people who are trying to throw shade and throw salt at their relationship. And it's not coming from a genuine place. A lot of people are trying to act like they're giving her, you know, warnings like, oh, this is a red flag, sis, run. They want you to run Simone so that way they can slide up in there. Let's keep it real. A lot of these warnings are fake as fuck. 
a lot of these people are trying to throw daggers and salt in the relationship because again, if she came out and said that it's it's just us, we're rocking together, you know, he he married her, they obviously something see something in in each other. She's not a baby's mama. Ain't this the things that people complain about all day online about black women? Oh, protect your womb, don't just become a baby's mother, make sure you get the ring before you give them a kid. She's done all that. And then people are crying at the fact that, you know, he may have, I don't think he articulated himself well in that interview. I think he was kind of making it seem like he was more the catch. But I also feel like the reason why he's saying that is because, again, they're both young, right? So they're on social media. They're seeing the comments. And no man wants to be known as Mr. Such and Such. He doesn't want to be known as Simone Biles' husband. He's his own person. He has his own thing going on. You know, like imagine if somebody was asking Iniko, you know, trying to compare Iniko and Kevin Hart's career. That They would never do that. So why are they doing this to this black woman? Who's the better athlete? And then when she tries to explain, y'all cut her off and well, we don't know his name. It's just all these little dags, excuse me, all these little digs at him and his career. And, you know, they're planting seeds to make her even look twice at her relationship, the status. I just don't like it. I don't like it, you know, and these are supposed to be people who know Kevin Hart knows how hard it is to, you know, be in a marriage and have the public eyes on you. So I just, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling that. I think that a lot of people are giving all this unsolicited advice to these two young people. Let them figure it out. You know what I'm saying? If she's happy and that's who she chose to marry. And like I said, they seem genuinely happy together to me. But I also feel like as a man, he has an ego, right? And he doesn't want to be known as Mr. Biles, Mr. Simone Biles. So I think part of him trying to make it look like, you know, he's the catch and, you know, she drove to see me 40 minutes. Why are people acting like that's such a bad thing? Half y'all would drive an hour to go get some dick. Let's keep that real. Let's not act like Simone's the only woman who done drove out her way to go meet somebody. Like people get on the internet and try to act so brand new. A lot of y'all done drove across state borders to go get some puss and some peen. Don't you judge her for going 40 minutes to go meet her now husband. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to let y'all attack Simone Biles. If y'all ain't talking about her hair, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are always dragging that girl. Let that girl live. She's a gymnast. She got damn routines named after her. She's unproblematic. You don't see her involved in no drama, none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't like that. People be online trying to act brand new. Y'all don't drove across. Y'all don't went from Wisconsin to Minnesota and back trying to get some peen and puss. Leave her alone. Okay, so what if she drove 40 minutes to meet somebody? She was feeling them. And I'm sure the next time he drove to meet her. You know, so I just, I don't know. I just, I, I saw a lot of fake, fake concern, fake caping. And, you know, that's the thing when you have your relationship in the public eye, you got to watch that because everybody don't really be happy for you. You got a lot of miserable people on the internet, bitter Bettys, okay, miserable Mitches, and they don't want to see other people happy. So they go out their way to pick, 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 pick things apart. What if somebody said to Kevin Hart, well, your name is bigger. We don't know what the fuck Eniko does besides be your McRib and get cheated on, allegedly. You know, so it's like, I just, I don't understand. I just don't like it. I don't, I don't like all the negativity, you know, being aimed at this young black couple. Because nobody does this to, you know, 
any of these young white uh, scarlets. Taylor Swift has a new man every year. Who's the other one? They be out here just, you know, going from dick to dick. Uh, Ariana Grande. And people don't sit there and question them. And, 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 you know, people aren't writing red flags all over their comment section. They go from man to man. So, you know, let her live her life. You know what I'm saying? If it works out, great. If, you know, if down the line they end up separating, that's their business. But I just, I don't know. I, I'm just not feeling it. I just feel like it's a bit much. And especially with this other podcast, people just, you know, going in and, you know, Kel or whatever, Kenan, you know, just kind of throwing daggers. They got enough, especially when you're young, they're a young couple and, you know, marriage is for life. Well, it's supposed to be. So let's not throw any more salt on this situation. Let them figure it out and, and come together. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't agree that people are really trying to give solid advice and warnings. No, a lot of y'all want to slide up in that man's DMs because y'all think he's fine. Let's keep that real. And some of y'all feel a way that Simone Biles was able to pull him. I, that's really what I'm getting from some of the, you know, the, from some of the energy. Because I feel like if Simone Biles was a spicy Latina or racially ambiguous, nobody would even look at that dynamic like that. Nobody would look at it. But because she's a black woman and some of y'all are even making insinuations like, you know, like he, he looks better or how did she pull him? I feel like that's why a lot of folks are bothered. You know what I'm saying? But obviously... You know, he saw something in her outside of that. Her personality and everything else. And, you know, so what if she's the bigger athlete, the bigger star? That is who she chose to marry. So I'm here for that young sister. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm here for her. Um, I love their wedding pictures. You know, the same people who want to talk mess. Again, y'all were talking about, you know, on her own happy wedding day. I remember I did a video when they got married because people were clowning her hair. So y'all always pick this girl apart. But again, if he was with a Lori Harvey, y'all, uh-huh, go, go on, Lori. Lori, she's another one who hops from peen to peen. She's grown. She can do what she want to do. She's not out here creating, a, you know, a bunch of babies and stuff. But y'all praise Lori Harvey all day. But y'all are picking apart this woman and her husband. Let them live. Let them live. So that's, that's my opinion on the situation. I'm happy for Simone Biles. I'm happy, you know what I'm saying, um, for Mr. Biles. Let like, I me mean, not be Jonathan Owens. Let me not be messy. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I just didn't like it, you know? So good luck to them and everything. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. We got over 8,000 people in the house. Come on in, y'all. Come on in. Uh, let's see. Kyra said I was going to take a nap before this, but this is better. This is a better use of my time. You look beautiful, T. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me tonight. Um, let's see here. Sab says you're showing love and support. I appreciate your content. Guys, make sure you guys hit the like button. Yes, please hit the like button if you guys have not hit it yet. Please do that. Uh, Gabby uh, sent 499 says, hey T, thank you for all you do. You're my favorite YouTuber. I tell everyone about your channel. Wishing you a happy new year. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And happy new year to you as well, sis. Uh, Dr. Michelle sent 1999 says, I'm a silent tea sipper. Thank you for entertaining us this year. You are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for your support and just watching and tuning in. I appreciate that a lot. So thank you, sis. Uh, Crystal Washington sent five says, please, when you get a chance, speak on Gypsy Rose being free. I'm a side-eyed her to her petition for Nick to be free or reduce sentence. I don't even know who Gypsy Rose is. 
Let me Google real quick. I'm not sure who that is. I seen the name trending, but I didn't even get a chance to find it. Gypsy Rhodes Bashar. Who are these people? Gypsy Rose released from prison after serving time for murder of her mother. I'm going to have to look into her story. I don't know anything about a Gypsy Rose. But thank you for the super chat. I'm going to look more into it. Um, Let's see here. C. Johnson says, I knew our good auntie would go live to talk about the mess with Simone Biles. Uh, broke, broke man. I mean, husband. I love you, T. But again, C. Johnson, what makes him broke? You know, come on, y'all. We got to be realistic. He's broke because he doesn't have as much money as Simone. That man is worth, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, too. You know, like, we got to really get off of that as people. Because if he's broke, what about the average guy working a nine-to-five? What about the average guy making $50,000, $70,000 a year? You know, so... I'm not I'm not gonna say he's broke. He's he's definitely worth something. He's not, you know, he he got his own bag too. She could have did a lot worse. Um, let me see here. But thank you for the super chat, love. Uh Chelsea's tapping in from London. Thank you, Chelsea. Uh Trixie Wilson says you look beautiful tonight. Ready to bring in the New Year's with you and the tea sippers. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you. What's up, Marvin? Marvin sent $10. Says, hey, sis, looking gorgeous as always. Hope you and the boys had a Merry Christmas. We did, and thank you so much for tapping in, Marvin. I appreciate you. Uh, Samaya says, thank you for all you do, Auntie. You're so welcome. That's my niece's name, too, so that's so funny. And then you call me Auntie, so I'm like, I'm thinking about my niece. <laughs> but thank you, Samaya. I appreciate you. Um... Let's see here. Tati says, Simone Biles' husband should be categorized as be seen and not heard. I liked him until he talked. Yeah, I just think he feels very insecure, again, because of social media. It makes him feel like he's Mr. Biles and not his own personality. But, again, um, I like them together. I like them together. Uh, ooh, hold on. Wavy Tay, what's up, Wavy Tay, my favorite veteran? Um, says, hey, Auntie, this is your favorite soldier checking in. It's sad to see our own community doing this towards two unproblematic people, but we'll prop up Krishan Rock and Blueface. It's sad because no other community does this, but our own heartless, jealous people never prosper. I definitely agree. Like I said, she could be in a way worse situation, you know, running, like you said, running behind a blue face. Again, let them figure out their situation. They're still newlyweds. I just didn't like all the toxicity coming to, to them. Because like I said, I, I've always felt like Simone is pretty unproblematic. So I just wish them the best. Because again, people sit there and watch this train wreck of a relationship with Blueface and Krishan, but they want to turn around and knock these two over and over again. So thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Uh, Ronald Harvey said, I don't see what the problem is with homie feeling as though he's a good catch. Everyone should feel like they are a good catch. If they are, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just like, it's, it's just people just wanting to find something to be mad at. You know, again, I think that he kind of went on a bit too long trying to reiterate that he was the catch and she came to see him first and he didn't really know who he, who she was. And I just think that's part of his ego. But 
obviously there was something there between the two of them, the fact that they're not married and she really seems to love him. So I'm rooting for them. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rooting for them. Um, so good luck to them in their relationship. So now I wanna go ahead and segue um, into this um, other situation here. So yeah, let's. now that we're talking about this whole situation with Simone Biles and her husband, I ran across this video, it was going viral on Instagram, and it's basically the dark side of pretty privilege. And so one of the things that we always talk about when it comes to pretty privilege is like the halo effect. And the halo effect is basically like when you're deemed attractive or pretty, um, people give you all types of benefit of the doubt. They automatically give you all types of positive um, attributes. They assume that just because you're attractive, you're very smart, you're nice, you're caring, you're giving, and things like that. And that's not always the case just based off of somebody's looks, right? And so this girl was going viral for this video, and I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I never looked at it like that. Um, let me see, where's the video here? If I have, okay, here it is. And she's basically talking about um, things that pretty girls go through. So we're going to watch this together. And let me know what you guys think about this. The dark side of pretty privilege. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You know, people love bringing up pretty privilege. But can we talk about pretty discrimination? because that's a thing people will look at you take one glance and automatically not like you automatically have a problem with you automatically give you attitude automatically want to fight you automatically assume that you would steal their man automatically write you off as a gold digger or a b-i-t-c-h automatically make rumors about you and all you're thinking is wow you gave me a chance i'm a really nice person all right, so that video has gone viral all over Instagram the other day, and I thought it was very interesting because, again, a lot of people equate, you know, being pretty or having pretty privilege is some type of blessing. You know, even the fact that y'all are putting tiny violins, y'all don't want to hear it. You know, but I think that what she's saying is true. Um, and I'm not going to say, like, necessarily for me or anything like that, but... You know, you'll have people who'll see somebody who's attractive and they'll be like, oh, she thinks she's all that, or she's stuck up, or who does she sleep with to get her position? You know, like, people do judge. It's no different from people judging people who are not as 
classically attractive, right? And sometimes if people feel like somebody's not attractive, they'll deem them untrustworthy or creepy or weird. You know, we've all seen that meme where if it's a fine guy with a nice body and he says hi to a female, it's, you know, oh, hey, you know, how you doing? And then if it's a fat guy or, you know, a really unattractive guy, then the woman's like, security, security, help. <laughs> but all he said was hi. So people do judge people based on looks, you know what I'm saying, based on that. But she's calling it pretty discrimination. You know, so do you guys feel like things like that exist? Like there's also that dark side to pretty privilege where people will assume that, you know, they have the right to, you know, be mean or abusive towards you just because you're pretty or girls feel a certain way towards you because when you step out, you may get drinks or, you know, guys wanting to do stuff for you or they use you as the wing woman. So a lot of people are saying, yes, they agree. It does exist. Ben, Kim Star says, been through it. Mm-hmm. Okay, young, young Neek said, this is real. I've had countless people from young women to women in their 70s tell me that they thought I was stuck up once they finally met me and realized I was cool. Yes. Yes, it is like that. Or like if you're quiet. Like if you just you're just quietly living your life. You're just quiet. You know, maybe you're at a party, you know, you just kind of peep the scene and people automatically will think, like, oh, you're being bougie, you're being funny acting. It's just like, no, I'm trying to feel the energy of the room. Like, give me 30 minutes, please, you know? So it really does. I, I think a lot of it is, you know, trying not to judge a book by its cover. You know, regardless of where you are on the pretty or average spectrum, you know, getting to know people for who they are. But I just thought that was really interesting that she brought that up. Because sometimes you don't think about that. And sometimes, you know, as women, unfortunately, we tend to be in competition with each other. And if we would kind of put some of the competition away, we'd realize that the other person is actually cool and that you actually have a lot more in common with them than not. You know, so I just really like the fact that she bought that up. Because I always like to see different sides of the spectrum. Because, you know, a lot of times you'll see people online crying about, oh, you know, I'm not attractive or oh, I'm fat. Woe is me, fat shaming. You know, it's always some type of shaming, but I never saw that from like that perspective. So I like how she put that out there. Venice said, I get those assumptions, but I'm average looking. Pretty far. 3000 says, been going through this most of my life up until even at my big age of 42. Sandra says, I went through this as well. Guys used to tell me they thought I was conceited. Quiet Storm says, yes, so they call you Beyonce a shade. Oh, okay. Wow. Kayana Chrissy says, this has made me not even want to be bothered with new people because they automatically judge. I've had a lot of people tell me that I'm down to earth. It's rare because I'm pretty. Yeah. Wow, so this goes on a lot. The chat is flying. Okay, girls. The girls are in there telling they, they like story, honey. Okay, they said so they are pretty and they are tired of y'all, you know what I'm saying, judging them. They are nice people with good hearts, honey. Not all pretty people are narcissistic and mean. So yeah, no, I think these are really good conversations to have because, 
you know, unfortunately, sometimes as women, we judge. And even with pretty boys, let's not forget the pretty boys, honey. You know, people would put pretty boys in a box and, you know, oh, he's soft or he's a punk. Some of them pretty boys will whoop your ass. Yeah, stop judging them pretty boys. Them pretty boys, they've had to fight all, all their life. They had to fight, okay, to show that they were tough. <laughs> so it's a real thing, you know, so... Um, and, and I even, when I was doing some research on that, they were saying that sometimes people who are very attractive, they tend to be a lot lonelier because sometimes people don't want to be around them because it's like, you're too cute. I don't want to go out with you to the club and everybody's going to be in your face and I'm going to just be in the fucking shadows. So sometimes, you know, they find themselves just doing things on their own because other girls don't want to hang with them or other guys feel insecure, you know, things like that. So yeah, yeah it goes for guys too. Brooklyn said it's very lonely. Not everybody in the chat want to act like they look like Beyonce, child. Yes, it's lonely. I, too, suffer from pretty privilege. Don't be in that chat line. <laughs> now the whole chat is just a 10. <laughs> Shorty right there is a 10. What? A 10? <laughs> oh, y'all are a mess. So the whole chat look like Beyonce, huh? Even the guys, yeah, I be going through that too. I'm gonna need some of y'all to uh, DM me y'all's pictures. <laughs> it went from about 10 people to not everybody. Oh yeah, I too go through this. Oh yeah, I can't go to the club without everybody hounding me. Oh, I get free drinks every time I turn around. Okay, so just everybody in the street. But I do got some beautiful tea sippers. Though. I'm not gonna front. I got some pretty ass tea sippers, men and women. Cause y'all be coming to my events. I be like, okay, all right. So, yeah, the tea sippers, we step out, honey, okay? I don't have a bunch of, you know, oogly-moogly, angry, bitter fans, okay? A lot of my fans have, you know, good jobs, take care of themselves, well-groomed, smell good. Because I'm telling y'all, when I did, when I rented out the whole club, crew night club, them tea sippers, they came, they was dressed to impress, body on point, titties on fleek, okay? Y'all was looking good. So, I know my tea sippers is cute, honey. <laughs> But yeah, I just thought it was a really very interesting, you know, uh, conversation that was being had on Instagram. So I just want, I guess, you know, for us to take this in the new year into 2024 to not judge people as much, you know, just based on superficial things as their looks. And I think that's kind of why um, <laughs> Mr. Biles, you know, the shade was kind of getting even more of the backlash because he was very handsome. You know, so sometimes it's easier to be angry at more attractive people. Whereas if he looked like, child, just some, you know, just some hood booger child. You know what I'm saying? Insert whatever face you want to insert there. If he just looked plain, didn't look like nothing, nobody would have cared. They would have been like, sir, shut up and moved on. But I think because he is a very, you know, handsome man, it made a lot of people mad. You know, like, oh, he's he's he, he thinks he's all that and... You know, and he might be just very, very down to earth. But sometimes, you know, if people are more attractive, people don't want to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're automatically, they're a narcissist. And that might not be what they're intending to put out there. So let's go into 2024 not being as judgmental um, towards people just based off of their looks. You know, just really trying to get to know, you know, new people. Because that new person that you're thinking, oh, they think they're all that or... Mm, that might end up being like your new best friend. You just never know. So I just think that we just need to try and just give each other a fair shake. You know what I'm saying? Give them pretty boys a fair shake. 
Stop trying to beat them up after the club. Stop bumping into them and, you know what I'm saying, shoulder bumping them and shit in the club. Be nice to little pretty boys, okay? You know, go up and just, you know, give them a dap, okay? Be nice to little pretty girls. Oh, your outfit is cute. Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? It might just, you know, spark up a conversation. That's all I'm saying. We're going to try some new things in the new year. Let's try and get to know what's in here and not just judge, you know, the external. You know what I mean? So, amen to that. Yes, Devin. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and hit on the next topic here. So we got to hit on this Umar Johnson situation. Umar has been out here ruffling feathers, child. He said he is taken up for the black community and y'all will not stop him. So he was recently on the Joe Budden podcast. Um, and him and Ish got into it really bad. Where it was really bad, Ish ended up walking off. But first, um, they were asking him about Eminem. And we all know Joe Budden at one point was like signed to Eminem and they've had their issues back in the day. So I think Joe Budden was like low-key trying to be messy, but I'm here for it. So he asked Umar, knowing what Umar's response would be. So we're going to go ahead and watch Mr. Umar Johnson once again pop off. All right. You don't think Eminem is one of the best rappers of all time? According to who? You. Rap fans. Let me say something to you. And this is going to my African fundamentalism. No non-African can ever be the best of anything African. It is an insult to the ancestors. It is an insult to the race. And it is an insult to every black person. Do you think I could go to Palestine and be the best anything of Palestinian culture? You never see that. You think I could go to go to Israel and be the best of anything in Israel, whether it be a cook, an instrumentalist, a dancer? Hell no. And we have to stop yeah, naming non-African people, I Joe. But I disagree. Stay with me, though. Let me finish this. We got to stop naming non-African people as being the best of any aspect of our cultural product Joe, I think you because can. it is an insult. You can. Can. It is an insult. We can acknowledge that the talent is the best. Yes, but, I can but, acknowledge but, Eminem's but title. We should, he's, but let me tell you. Go ahead. What, what, for you to put I him mean. at the top, that's white supremacy. That's white supremacy. What's white culture? I don't see Eminem building no schools and hospitals. I don't see DJ Khaled building no schools and hospitals. I don't see DJ Vlad building no damn banks and supermarkets. Hell no. Ain't no. All right, child. Then he went on to go off about this topic. So we're going to watch this as well here. This is when Ish walks off. My kids benefit from my white What you doing so, is holding white people to a standard you're not holding the no, blacks not, to. No, yes, I'm you not, fucking no, are. Not. You just said that. Stop. You are white. You, you just, benefit from black oppression. You inherited the estate of a deceased black male celebrity. How the hell you ain't going to do nothing for black people with that black man? Listen to this. That's not a different standard. I don't think all white people benefit from black. From All white people benefit. They have white privilege. But I don't think that, that privilege is universal. No, it is. Look, exactly. what so I'm they saying, all benefit if it's universal. Why most of them poor? I just told you because of capitalism. So, which means <coughs> they not capitalism which demands we poverty. Make it a circle. So listen, if I'm, Walmart ain't got poor this. white folks to, to to work, Walmart never becomes a multi-billion-dollar establishment. If Amazon ain't got a whole bunch of poor white folks to work, Amazon doesn't become one of the richest corporations in the world. Which there means, is no capitalism without broke-ass white people. True. That is a rule. Which means that what? 
the white quote is white privilege, but they not benefiting from white oppression. I mean, why, from black oppression. Because they worse off than us. You a study. They're worse off than I, us. No, they're not worse off than us. Yes, That's the absolute are, lie. Yes, listen, yes, I got, they listen, are. listen, I got. Joe, you are wrong. Listen, Most white listen, people in America listen. are worse off than Joe fucking Button. Bullshit. In the high That's 90s. One. That's bullshit. Why? Because they got a white face? Bullshit. One. Yo, yo, let me tell you where you're messing up. Let me tell you where you're messing up. That is a horrible, horrible, horrible. Joe, you are a multi-millionaire that lives in one of the most affluent communities in the wealthiest state in the motherfucking country. Shit. Yes, it you know does. Why? You are wrong. Because when the police pull Joe Button over, he's still yeah. black. Yep. And they can take his life justifiably and get away with it when more I, than they yeah. ever could when with the brokest ass white boy in New Jersey. That's a damn fact. That's a damn fact. We go through the same so, racism yeah. any poor yeah. black person go through. I got yeah. six fucking degrees. Ish. You think that stopped me from experiencing white racism? Yo, listen, him and I, him and I and Corey have this exact debate. Right. All, all the time. Okay. All okay, of the okay, time. Okay. He, he he goes to that. Joe, you make more money, you live in this, you live in it. Yeah, but Yeah, that but those are superficial. He's like an All right, child. Let me go ahead and come back on this screen. So it got pretty heated. Um, so this was viral all over social media, you know, this whole situation with Umar um and what he said about Eminem. Now I will say this, um, I do feel like Eminem is a really good rapper. Well, he was back when we were growing up. Um, the Real Slim Shady, the Marshall Mathers LP. I used to be a big Eminem fan. But his stuff that he's dropped as of late, I just can't get into it. It just it just doesn't move me. Just a bunch of word salad. Um, but I do agree that if this is hip-hop and this was an, a, a black art, you know, started in America, um, I do feel like the top people in hip-hop, it should go to, like, black artists. You know what I'm saying? African-American artists because they're the ones who pioneered the genre. Because um, when you look at other genres, they're not going to have a black face as the face of country. Like Little Nas X, you know, he broke barriers and things like that. But when you think about the top country artists of all time, it's not going to be a, a black face up there. You know, even, like, with rock and roll, even though black folks started rock and roll... Usually when people say who are the best people in rock and roll, it's always Elvis Presley. So I get where he's coming from when he says that. That, you know, if we're going to have like a top three, it should be, you know, the top three black artists, you know, in hip hop. Now, as far as like the whole situation with, you know, the privilege and white privilege and, you know, Joe making more money. Joe is definitely, you know, better off than most people, right? But... I think a lot of times people boil things down to just racism when I really think a lot of it really comes down to like economics, you know, the rich versus poor. Be not saying that poor white people would ever have it as bad, you know, as a rich black man because we still go through our own situations with racism and being judged for loans and things like that. But a lot of poor white people cannot relate to rich white people either. That's what a lot of people don't get. They may have, you know, somewhat of the, you know, the complexion for protection, but they have nothing in common with elitist and wealthy whites. They just don't, you know? So I thought it was a really interesting debate. Um, you know, Ish obviously was getting frustrated and I get where Ish is coming from as well. 
he was getting really frustrated and eventually walked off. But that's Dr. Umar. Dr. Umar is all, yeah, classism. Thank you. That's the perfect word I was trying to think of. Um, Dr. Umar is always going to have his stance. And one thing, you know, hate him or love him, that is his stance. He's always felt that way. He is pan-Africanism to the heart. He's pro-black, and he's not going to waver in his stance, no matter what the topic is, no matter who's being discussed. So all I can do is respect that. Because I would be more remiss if he came on and was like, yeah, Eminem should be in the top three. I'd be looking at him with the side eye, like, hold up now. Since when? So at least, you know, he's willing to stand by his statement. He's willing to stand by what he believes in. And either you can take it or you can leave it. But one thing I will say is, Umar, you might want to be, you know, you may not talk, you may not want to talk about where's Eminem's schools and hospitals. Because, sir, we've been waiting for your school forever. Does anybody know, will it be open in 2024? The FDMG, Marcus Garvey Academy, did we finally get a time this year? Any type of time frame? That's all I'm saying. I would stay away from who's not building what. That's my only argument with Umar. Until you built this school that you've been promising since my oldest was in the fifth grade, who has now since graduated high school and gone on with his life. We need to know when the school is coming. Somebody says, 2050 or never nary. Y'all are mad. He said next September 2024. He moves it every year. Every year. So that's my only right. Let's not talk about who's not building what when we still have not walked through the halls of FDMG Academy. Okay. So I just thought that whole debate was very, very interesting. But I think, like somebody was saying in the chat, a lot of it boils down to classism, you know, elitism. And we're seeing that now. You know, we're seeing that in Hollywood where, you know, they're eating each other up now. You know, the money's not moneying. Everybody's struggling. Matter of fact, this was another really good topic that was going viral as well on social media. Um, if you guys don't know, a lot of people are having to go back to their nine to fives. And so this was like a big topic. I'm getting ready to do a video on that. Um, but a lot of entrepreneurs, and like I've been saying forever, it's not easy to be an entrepreneur because when you're an entrepreneur, everybody's your boss. And the problem is, especially with people who work in the service industry, um, social media has people gassed up into thinking that working for yourself or you know working on you know being a TikToker, YouTuber, influencer is being a real entrepreneur. And I've always said that's not really entrepreneurship. It's a stream of income, which can help you in your entrepreneurship, but we don't own this. So if YouTube decides today, hey, we're not gonna pay as much, or like what happened with Fresh and Fit when they just completely got demonetized, they own this. Unless this is your own thing, you don't own it. And so the problem is, I think with a lot of the service industry people, they started getting gassed up by Instagram. They started wanting people to pay for their lifestyle. Now, even if you're able to get celebrity clientele, most celebrities are cheap as fuck. Let me say that, let me be very clear. They love to use people for free services. They very rarely pay for things. They're used to not paying for stuff. They love getting free hairstyles, clothes, you know, videography work, editing work. Um, so, in return, you have a lot of folks who then feel like people need to supplement their income and they started treating their regular clientele, their regular nine to five worker 
as if they should be able to afford, you know, $300 for uh, a hair press or, you know, a lace front install. They're charging thousands of dollars for an install. It's not even sold in. So a lot of people are having to go back to their nine to five. And so this created a huge debate on, um, on TikTok. So we're going to watch this video. Well, mm, this video is kind of long. I'm just going to play the first few minutes. We're not going to watch the whole thing because I'm going to do a solo video on it. But I just want y'all to know what I'm talking about here. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's really getting deeper than what most people think it is. It's not just about race. It's about a lot of stuff. I literally just seen two black women on here happy as hell that entrepreneurs, small entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs have to return back to the workplace. They're reaching in their ass for excuses as to why this happened. Oh, it's because you guys don't provide a luxury experience. Oh, it's because you guys offer all these luxury services. Y'all don't even wash hair. Shut the fuck up. Y'all are haters. Because the only people that I see on my newsfeed that of people that are returning back to jobs and nine to fives are black entrepreneurs and you're happy that they're failing are really pathetic and the only reason that these entrepreneurs are going back to the workplace is because the economy is in trash and the less money you make means the less money entrepreneurs make that's the only reason okay so you all those other reasons you can write them down on a piece of paper fold it up tightly and put it up your ass. have a good day Beauty service providers are starting to go back to their nine to five jobs, and I can give you a couple of reasons why. I'm honestly not surprised as someone who gets their hair done pretty often because the prices are outrageous right now. I would go get, you know, knotless braids or box braids or something like literally like my hair length, like right here, and they'll be charging like $200, trying to charge $2,250. They're not washing your hair. They're not blow drying your hair. They're not, they're not doing the work. They're not doing the service. They're trying to get us to pay for their lifestyle, like the lifestyle that they want to live. So they're charging these prices. I'm like, y'all are not doing celebrity clients. Most of your clients, if not all of your clients, are regular people who work regular jobs. I don't understand how you're adding $10 for this, $20 for this, $30 for this. Like adding for these additional charges, if you're late by five minutes, oh, it's an extra $30 charge. Or if you go on someone's like booking website, lists of notes of requirements of what you can and can't do, what they won't do. They don't even like to offer you water when you go into these people's homes. A lot of these people aren't even licensed to do these things and they're trying to charge like they got licensed prices. When did silk presses get to become like $200? Be so for real. Once COVID started hit, like the inflation started to hit, like I understand that you have to raise your prices accordingly, but like going from $80 from a silk press to $200 for a silk press is insane to me. And people cannot pay for that stuff. Like we have other things to pay for. That's why people are learning to do beauty care themselves, learning how to do nail services themselves, or learning how to do their own hair themselves because it's not worth it. Like if I can do it myself, I'm a service not provider girlies, lashes, okay. hair, all that. So we're not going to watch the whole thing, but I just wanted you to just, I'll, I'll do a separate video on that because I really want to explain to people who are, you know, who want to be entrepreneurs and you know who are running their own businesses like customer service is so key and you have to appreciate your customers you have to appreciate the people who support you this is why hollywood right now is literally burning and people don't give a fuck people really do not care
because for so long they had this elitist attitude that they were better than you know the average person working a nine to five. So now they're crying about, oh, well, I only got $12,000 for hustle and flow. Okay. But on the red carpet, y'all are acting like y'all are, you know, rich and, you know, living the high life. I think that's where a lot of people messed up. I think that's where Hollywood messed up. I think that they would have just treated like, you know, actors and, and people in the entertainment business as a regular business with ups and downs, peaks and valleys. People would be more sympathetic. But when you're acting like, you know, because you're in front of the lights and the camera and the actions, that somehow you're richer, you're better than, and that's where people should strive to be. That should be a goal of the people. Well, now that the money's not money in those, in those industries, regular folks don't care. Because like I said in my last stream, you got nurses who are actually out here saving lives, doctors who are out here saving lives, and they feel like they're underpaid. And they are with all the stuff that they have to deal with. Every industry feels that way. You know, every industry is getting affected. And so if you are in the service industry, you cannot be arrogant. These are your clients. The girl's saying, you know, write it down on a piece of paper and shove it up your ass. I'm not going to come to you for a service if that's how you think about your clients. I, I wouldn't want you touching anything on me. You know, so I think that a lot of people needed some humble pie. I think social media, as much as I love it, it has caused just a severe case of delusion between the scamming and just the nonsense that goes on on social media. It is insane. And shout out to all 10,000 people in the house. Please make sure you guys hit that like button. It is insane. You know, it's like at this point, like everything's just a quick hustle to get money and people will shame you for working a nine to five. But you got to also understand there's nothing wrong with that. Because again, if everybody just chooses not to work and just decides, so I'm just gonna try and be a TikTok star, who's gonna make you know the rest of the world run? If all the you know nurses quit and decide to just be TikTokers, or all the people you know who run restaurants, or you know who do car, car service, everything that you do in this world is something that helps the world go round. Even if you feel like oh you know I'm stuck at this dead end job and I don't like it, that doesn't have to be your final destination right you can always strive for more and want to do more and want to do better you never have to be stuck in one position but you never allow people especially people on the internet to make you feel bad because you have a nine to five one thing about a nine to five is it's steady income you have insurance pto vacation time guess what if i don't make a video if i don't make content i don't eat i don't get paid for the day I, there, there is no, oh, I'm going to take a week off. Let me use vacation time. There's none of that. When you work for yourself, you're always having to hustle and grind. And yes, it can be a blessing, but everything is on you. And that's what people don't talk about. Everything is on you. You know what I'm saying? So I don't knock people who feel like I don't want the pressure of that. I don't want the pressure of, you know, if, if the internet goes out tomorrow, we have no work. You know, if, if, because I remember a few years ago, like WhatsApp, Instagram, all those sites were down. And it was only down for like half a day. But imagine if it goes down longer than that. So yeah, never let people shame you about anything. You know, what's for you is for you. But I just think that a lot of, you know, a, a lot of people have taken social media and they've taken people's highlight reels. Because that's all it is. Like I always tell y'all, Instagram is nothing but a highlight reel. Nobody's going to be posting when they're sick, when they're depressed, when they're not feeling good, when they're struggling, when they've been scammed, when they're going through it. 
all they're going to post is a highlight reel and people need to understand that, you know? So when you have people who are in the service industry and they're like, oh yeah, I got a $500 bag for, you know, an install or, you know, I did a beat face for $300. That might just be a one-time payment. You don't know how the rest of their week is looking. I rather have steady clientele that comes to see me several times a month at a regular rate while I know that they're regular customers than to have somebody just come one time for like a quick $500. So people need to remember that. It is jam packed in here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Brittany sentence she said it exists i think we all have privileges but men often like the idea of you women try to size you up at work pretty women can make it but as a black woman i've been told to also dress down by other women oh yeah yeah the pretty privilege is not a joke and you can always tell like um unfortunately like women who are like sometimes insecure I remember I used to hang with like this group of girls when I was young and we would, you know, be getting dressed to go to the club. And it was always like, uh, well, what are you wearing? And it's one thing if we we're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put on a dress or I'm gonna wear like, you know, like some leggings or something. And I remember like she came to get us and she seen what we were wearing, like some like some cute little like mini dresses, and she went home to go change. That to me is weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you should be confident in what you put on that because you see somebody else or how it looks on them, well, now I'm going to change. I'm going to go all the way back home and change. Because, again, it's like, well, I don't want y'all getting more attention than me. I don't know. Females be on some weird catty stuff like that. It's kind of sad. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tiani. I like how your name is spelled. Says, I've been a subscriber since I was 13. I'm 22. My boyfriend is a fan too. See you in the Discord. Much love. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you. Um, Makai sent $9.99. She says, I've had women compliment me and then shade me. I had a friend tell me not to look cute at her birthday dinner and said, tone it down. You're doing too much. And they can also be feminists. Yeah. I'm I'm glad like you've experienced that as well. Yeah, it's like somebody said, Alora said it's a secret competition. It is, you know, and even like a lot of times now, like I find myself like when it's like other people's events, like birthdays or, you know, weddings or whatever, I just kind of fall back like a wallflower. I just kind of sit back quiet because again, I don't want to take away from anybody's moment or um, and then I noticed like, you know, some girls won't invite me to certain things because like sometimes I'll go to an event and I might get recognized, but you guys know, I never come into any event like, oh, I'm lovely T. I'm no, I, you literally would never notice me unless you notice me and recognize me. I'm never going to come in and tell you what I do. I literally just sit down. Hell, half the time I'm looking for the damn snack tray. Okay. Where are the hors d'oeuvres and shit? That's usually what I'm looking for, okay? Let me get my little snack and sit in the corner, you know? But some people will feel a way like, oh, well, you know, people be recognizing you, so um, it's okay. I just won't go to your event. It's, it's okay, ma'am. You, you know, you ain't got to explain. I'm, I'm always busy. I always got shit to do. So, you know, so people like that, I just no longer even entertain because it's like if... I just can't come because you feel like somebody might recognize me and it might take away from you. That's silly because I never, 
I, that's not how I carry myself. Like literally, like you would never even notice me. Like most of the time I always get shocked when people notice me and then they like make a big deal. And then like all heads turn around and it's like, oh, hey, you know? So yeah, it's, it's kind of sad, but yeah, you have people who do that. And I'm not, you know, in 2024, I'm no longer entertaining that. If you feel like you can't invite me somewhere, you know, because you feel like I might be recognized and might take away from you, I, I just won't go to anything you got going on. I want to go and hang out with people who who enjoy me, who are like just genuine friends and who genuinely love me and who want me to be there, who know that I'm not going out my way to take attention or anything away from you. If anything, I'm the one cheering you on, you know what I'm saying? I'm spraying money on you. I'm doing all that. And when I say spray, like if I go to like Nigerian parties, we spray money. So not strip clubs, but like, you know, spray money. So like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be looking out. So it's like, shit, I'm probably going to come in with the biggest present, like, you know, to support you. So again, like, I don't know. People just show their insecurities in different ways. And with me, one thing I don't do, I don't argue with folks. Oh, okay, cool. I won't be there next. There's always something to do in life. Okay. So I will find somewhere to go. Like I always tell y'all, go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. And I will not go to anything where I feel like people are having to tolerate or they feel away from there. So uh-uh, we're not doing that. Somebody said this live is jumping. It is. We got almost, what, we got over 10,000 people in here. Um, Lakers says, what are your thoughts on Dr. Umar and Vanessa Bryant? Um, I don't remember too much of that. I think he was saying that, I think he was upset because Kobe Bryant, now that he's dead, all that money's going to Vanessa. But why is he mad at Vanessa? Vanessa did what she was supposed to do. Kobe's the one who dated outside his race and left his millions of dollars to Vanessa. You know, so, I mean, at the end of the day, people are going to fall in love with who they want to fall in love with. And like I always say, you can't regulate people's feelings, who they're attracted to, who they want to be with. And again, I think a lot of these men who date interracially, I don't have any issues with interracial dating, but I think a lot of them now are looking like, you know, even in the NBA, they're saying like in another five, 10 years, the next generation of NBA players are all going to be mixed <laughs> because most of the men don't date black women, you know, in those like, you know, places, but he can't be more mad at Vanessa Bryant than he is at Kobe. I mean, Kobe's the one, he's the one who has something to lose. He's the one who got with somebody outside of his race. He's the one, you know, who left that to her and her family, you know? And I think he's not lying about that because women live longer than men. So you got to think about that. If you are dating outside of your race, that's who you're leaving your money to and, and your, you know, your investments, your insurance, all that stuff goes to your wife. But again... If that's who that person wants to be with, so be it. I mean, I would take him more seriously if he had a black wife sitting next to him. I mean, has he gotten married? I don't know. Maybe I don't keep it with Umar like that. Does he have a black wife of his own to leave his stuff to? Because again, when you're just saying that to me, you're just preaching because it sounds good and you want black women to throw their panties at you. Like, yes, Umar, tell him, uh-huh. I'm not impressed because again, I'm looking, where's his black queen? Who's he going to leave his money to? Umar, he's not a spring chicken. Let's keep it real. He's not a spring chicken. So if something happens to him, God forbid, where's all his money going? All his donations, 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 gifts, gifts, gifts. So, you know, again, I, I can't, 
when it comes to that, at least, you know, Kobe Bryant was actually married. At his big age, Umar still has not found his black queen. Y'all not ready for that conversation. Somebody said, what money? <laughs> Whatever donations and gifts y'all be sending them. So, I mean, he's not lying, right? Whoever you end up with is who ends up inheriting your fortune. So he's not lying about that. But again, I can't take the messenger seriously because where's his black queen? He wants all these black men to go and find black women and, and you know, date and procreate, which is great in theory. But again, you can't be the messenger and where's his wife? All he's done is make two black women baby mamas. I'm just keeping it real. But, you know, he's not, he's not lying, you know, great message, but, you know, shady messenger. <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all, y'all not got to keep it real, okay? Who is going to inherit his grit money? Where is the grit money going to go? Let me know, okay? <laughs> oh, let's see here. Lisa says, I finally caught a live show gotta show you some love thank you so much lisa appreciate you sis um let's see here uh natalia says hey t beautiful light you have oh yeah four month member here can you give my son jameer a birthday shout out the big 19 on december 27th oh that was just a happy belated birthday jameer Thank you for being a tea sipper. Appreciate you. What season are we in? Is it this Capricorn now? I think it's Capricorn season. Shout out to all the goats out here. Oh, Stephen Bennett. T, this is your UK brother from your first ATL gig. I wish I could come to your New Year's party, but I will send Lady J with me and my brother, our love. Thank you so much. It was so dope having y'all come in from the UK. So when I do my 1 million subscriber party, you and your brother definitely have to come back to America because we had such a good time in ATL. So thank you for tapping in and happy new year to you and your brother. I really appreciate it. It was wonderful meeting y'all. They came all the way from the UK um, like when I did my first big event in Atlanta. So that was really dope. We had a good time. Um, so now before I go, it's almost eight. We got to talk about this Trina situation here. So if you guys do not know, child, Trina's out here once again looking for a viral moment. So Trina was on a podcast. You know, these podcasts keep getting folks in trouble. And um, she just decided to say that Beyonce is the number one female rapper when she decides to rap. It was just very odd. I, I don't understand what Beyonce has to do with rap. She's rapped a few times. I would never consider Beyonce a rapper, but let's go ahead and listen to what Trina had to say. Why do you think now is the time? Like, what, do you think there's something specific that happened in, in music and culture that kind of opened the landscape for more female rappers to rise to the top? Yeah, Beyonce, because she's like the number one female rapper when she does rap. So I feel like people do sleep on Beyonce when she oh, no. does fit. There's no sleeping on the queen, okay? There's no sleeping on the queen. Um, 
it's just one of those things like of course this is the queen's beyonce but when you hear her do a song and it's rapping involved it's like oh my god like it just it's it's more inspiration and um i don't know it's just a good thing man i just i feel like for the girls now and when you hear them and when you look at them it's just all different kind of music and it all yeah. sounds different and you know um we all come from different places almost kind of like the same same kind of you know upbringing but then you just branch out and you just have different you know everybody's from a different city different state have a different struggle different hustle different yeah. you know story to tell so you know i just love to see it and hear it even if it may not be the best to whoever to some of us but when you look at it, you appreciate it more because it's like okay wow she went through this she did this and boom girl why she act like beyonce got a whole rap ep girl all right so of course social media was dragging her um and then her cousin decided to go live and have her back. So we're going to go ahead and listen to what Bobby Lights had to say, child. He was hooping and hollering and screaming. Unfollowed her almost two years ago for her showing love to another female rapper. Your fave is not a girl's girl. Trina, on the other hand, is a girl's girl. Trina don't give a fuck. Matter of fact, Trina don't give a fuck about any of the competition right now. Trina honestly did what she needed to do years ago. She went platinum. She went gold. She did what she needed to do years and years and years ago. When you had to sell cassettes and teeth and, and CDs. Y'all remember Specs Music Store? Y'all remember the CD stores that you, you would go in and you remember the you remember when albums used to drop? Lil' Cam, Eve, Missy Elliott. Trina, when they would drop, people would be lining up in Target, in the stores, in the malls, in the CD stores, in the, in, in, in the um, wherever the fuck they sold CDs to line up and get that CD. And then they'll get an autograph. It'll get a sign. Yeah, she was pushing units then. I'm talking about 228,000 first week. Okay? So, I think what it is is y'all mad Trina's not impressed. Or Trina is not kissing nobody's ass the way y'all expect her. Why the fuck would Trina kiss anybody's ass? And I'm never going to mind my business. And I'm going to always put my two, two cents in. And I'm going I'm to always speak my motherfucking mind. And I'm going to always wake it up. Yeah. So T is... Yeah. Old girl unfollowed her first. Why? Because she was mad that she showed another female. I'm not even going to. I could be real messy and say the names. But I'm not. I've, I've already given you guys enough information. Mwah. All right, next. Um, now, this is very interesting here. So then Trina responded and she said this. You know how when Trina responds, honey, she loves to cuss folks out. She said, for the dusty, crusty, funky bitches in the back. Beyonce is the queen of raps when she raps and all other genres of music. Now stay mad, goofies. I said what I said and Nam bitch gonna check me. Carry on. And then somebody found this old clip of Trina. You talk about Beyonce like you're a pointless, lifeless waste of a social security number. That's my thing. Period. That's how I feel. You talk about Beyonce. Okay. Okay, so... Obviously, Trina's like a huge Beyonce fan. I get it. We all are, you know, like Queen B. I think Beyonce's a dope artist, but let's let's keep it real, okay? Nicki Minaj just dropped the album, and y'all know I'm not, I'm not no big Nicki fan, you know, but we did a review on the Pink Friday too, and I liked it. I thought it was a good album. 
There's plenty of songs on there I'm still listening to that's in my little rotation. Um, and we all know that Trina and Nikki no longer get along. Because back in 2019, they were working on some song. I forgot the name of the song. Y'all can write it in the chat. But Nikki said that she did a verse for Trina for free. And then Trina wanted Nikki to, like, you know, pay for the um, video. Nikki didn't want to pay for the video. And then I remember, like, Trina's um, A&R, you know, someone who worked with Trina, they came out and they were kind of, like, you know, spilling tea on the situation. Then Trina had to come out and try to, you know, diffuse the situation. And they really haven't been rocking with each other since, right? So I don't feel, yeah, BAPS, thank you. BAPS was the song. Um, so I don't feel like Trina owes Nikki anything. Because if, if I don't like somebody, I'm not mentioning their name. Like to me, y'all know me. If, if I fall off with somebody, if I'm not cool with you, you don't exist to me. And I'm not going to mention your name just because, you know, you got some shit going on. I don't give a fuck about you that much. So I get her for not saying Nikki's name. Um, because she doesn't rock with her. They're no longer cool. But Miss Trina, there are plenty of other women that you could have chosen. Okay. On top of that, like, how goofy is your self-esteem to not choose yourself? Who do you think is the best female rapper? Shit, bitch. Uh, Trina. I don't need that nigga. Jacking me. Stopping me. Climbing all on top of me. If he ain't gonna fuck me properly, there's got to be. Possibly. A dick that ain't too soft for me. Then get your ass up off of me. You know what I mean? Like, Trina was that girl back in the day. So this is no shade. Y'all know I'm a big Trina fan. Trina had that first album bang from start to finish. Okay? So that's my thing. Like, why I want to say it myself. You know? Call it arrogant or whatever. Bitch. I done put in work. I've been in the game damn near 50 years, however long she's been in the damn game. Um, I would have said myself, baddest female rapper, me, myself, and I. You know, so it was just weird. Like, I, I just felt like the Beyonce thing, it, it just, Beyonce's not a rapper. Like, let's, just, let's start there, right? We all love Queen B, but can we stop acting like she's, like, the bar for everything? Yeah, it's, okay, she's ready to, at the bar for singing, Y'all got her at the bar for dancing, not for rapping. Beyonce has probably rapped a few, like a handful of times. Like, I, she's never dropped a whole rap album. I know Beyonce be minding her business, child, trying to teach Blue Ivy the latest dance moves, and y'all keep dragging her name into stuff. I just felt like that was just not only shade towards Nicki, because like I said, I feel her not wanting to mention Nicki's name because they're not cool. So if I'm not cool with somebody, I don't mention their name either. I don't give a fuck. But... She could have said so many other names. Missy Elliott, MC Light, Queen Latifah, Little Kim, Lauren Hill, Foxy Brown, Eve. My girl Eve. Philly, Philly, Philly. Philly, where I am from. Like that first Eve album was so hit. It was so on fire. It was, there's like just so many other people. So to me, it's almost like she was also shading all the rap girls. Because you know damn well Beyonce is not a rapper. Nobody looks at Beyonce and considers her a Jay-Z. When we say Beyonce, you think about songs that Beyonce has sang. The only rap song that ever comes to mind for me when, if you say, oh, Beyonce and, and a rap song, would be the song that she did, I'm a Savage, the remix with Meg Thee Stallion. That's the only rap song that even comes to mind for me, like right off the top of my head. So I just kind of felt like that was just, it was shade all the way around and... You know, yep, Rhapsody. Thank you, uh, uh, Melevant Elephant. Yep, 
there's just so many other choices. And even if you don't want to shout out the new girls, because these new girls, I don't know what the hell they be on. But at least even the girls that she came in the game with, like I said, Eve, Missy, all of them, you know, left eye, you know, there was just so many other choices. And this is why I just feel like the female rap game is just, it's a mess. None of them really get along. It's just, you know, they're just collaborating just to be collaborating, but there's like really no real friendships. They're just using each other just to put out music, just to try and, you know, bring their fan bases together. Then they end up falling off. So I, I, I just, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I just felt like there was just so many other choices, even if she didn't want to say Nikki. I don't think she had to say Nikki. You know, the barbs were like, oh, well, she should have said Nikki. Nikki got an album. She's so jealous of Nikki. If I don't rock with him, I don't rock with him. So I don't think that she owed Nikki anything as far as like saying Nikki's name or saying, oh, Nikki is the queen of rap. We all know that at one point in time, she really looked up to Nikki. Because remember, let's not forget back in 2013 during the BMIs, she paid tribute to Nikki. And I remember everybody was looking at her like she was crazy. Like, why are you paying homage to Nikki? You're the OG. Nikki should be paying homage to you. So we know at one point in time, Trina was a big ass Nikki fan. They're just not cool no more, okay? But I just I just felt like it was just, that was shady towards all the women. I don't think it was just shady towards Nikki. Yes, Remy Ma's another one. I just feel like there was just so many people that she could have named if she didn't want to name herself. But I think first and foremost, she should have named herself because Trina was definitely the baddest bitch at one point in time. Yeah, that was just weird. That was just weird of all people, Beyonce. And then she knows she's wrong, but she's trying to double down by going in and calling people, you know, out their name and, you know, saying all this stuff, you know, calling people dusty, crusty, funky. And, you know, if you're proud in your decision and that's how you feel, there's no need for name calling. She could have easily just came out and be like, y'all, that's how I feel. I feel like Beyonce is the best rapper of all time in my Kanye voice and left it alone. But the fact that she's cussing at folks and going off, you know, makes me feel like she feels like she knows she was dead wrong for that. And she doesn't like the backlash that she's currently getting. So that's how I feel about the situation that I don't know. I just miss like back in the day, like I felt like the women artists, like they really were cool. Like it didn't come off as forced. It didn't come off as fake. It didn't come off as I'm just trying to use you, you know what I'm saying, to like, get with your fan base or I'm trying to just social climb using you because let's not forget that ladies night song it was fire you had Missy left eye even Angie Martinez she wasn't even really no real rapper like that must be Angie on the mic butter pea honey got the sugar got the spice you know what I mean she was on that song like I just felt like back then it was just it was more genuine when like the when the female rappers collabed and they really not say they didn't have their beefs right because you had the Nikki Foxy Brown beef and all that stuff but I felt like you know when they did collab and work together it was a bit more unity and it's just been very, very divided ever since. And I just hate that. I hate the fact that it's so, so divided now. And, um, you know, Trina didn't help that. She didn't help that. I think she should have just kept it real. She knows damn well Beyonce is not a rapper. Nobody considers Beyonce a rapper. Beyonce is a dope lyricist. She's a dope singer. Um, you know, she's a writer when she's not, you know, having other people write for her. She has written some really good songs. 
And she she's a visionary. I think she has like a lot of visionary when it comes to like her music and her body of work and she takes it very, very serious. And I like the fact that she still somewhat has that mystique about her, like old school celebrities. I don't wanna know what Beyonce had for lunch. I don't want Beyonce posting her and her family every single day. I don't wanna see her going live. I like the fact that Beyonce has that mystique about her, you know, but I just feel like this was just too much. I'm, I, I can't agree with Trina. And I get Bobby trying to have his cousins back, you know, because that's his cousin or whatever. But, like, nobody's taking Trina's accolades from her. But people are just saying, like, you know damn well this was such a reach. When there were so many women, even if you didn't want to say Nikki's name, there were so many other artists that she could have chose and gave flowers to, in my personal opinion. Somebody said Jocelyn Hernandez, girl. Now y'all just putting everybody's name out there. Somebody said Mama D. I don't think Mama D raps. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read these last few super chats. I'm going to go ahead and jump up off of here, y'all. Um, let me see. Uh, Kelly Joe says, where's the school, Dr. Umar? Um, I always credit the community for his success. I've been here since you told us about the pandemic. Like, ooh-wee. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Jesse Adams says, all facts, no lies, T. Some of these influencers are just as bad as celebrities with their egos and attitudes towards us regular folks. We don't care. Yep. And, and what you have to do, you have to, like I always tell y'all, you have to speak with your views. You know what I'm saying? When influencers, you know, start feeling themselves and doing shitty stuff, don't watch them. I got a whole list of influencers I don't watch. I don't care what they got going on. I'm not interested because they have shitty attitudes. They don't scam folks. They're always involved in fuck shit. So you got to make sure that you're not giving them the attention that they're craving. Because I, I never understood influencers becoming arrogant. Like I can get celebrities because they're like several people removed. But you, you can't, like we've watched you from the time you were sitting on your bed since the time you were sitting in your closet when you had bad lighting, a fucked up microphone, when you was making, you know what I'm saying, YouTube videos on your iPhone. Like, hey, you guys, like, the way Rice Gum, like, just got so arrogant over the years was just disgusting. And I don't understand that. Like, how do you shit on the same people who got you? Like, literally, the regular people, the nine-to-fivers, the people who watched you for escapism, how do you then turn around and shit on your audience? That is the weirdest thing to me. I would never get that with some YouTube influencers. So thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Kirk Zalova sent $20, says, Hey T, I hope you had an amazing Christmas with your family. Have you seen A Life in Our Planet by David Attenborough? I highly recommend it. It's chilling, but good because it talks about the truth of our planet. Ooh, no, I have not seen that, but I would definitely check that out. Is that on Netflix? A life in our planet. I'm at the, let me copy and paste. I'm gonna have to definitely check that out. Y'all know I love my documentaries. So thank you for the tip, I appreciate that. Um, let's see here, Angel of uh, Vegas says, hey T, happy holidays, hope everyone is doing good and is ready for 2024. I am definitely ready for 2024, so I cannot wait. Um, let's see here. Michael Austin sent $100. Thank you so much, Michael Austin. I appreciate you. Thank you for the super chat, and thank you for coming through and catching me live today. So thank you guys so much for the love. Um, make 
your lash life easier sent 9.99 says i'm self-employed in the lash tech business and i see that self-employed service-based professionals constantly don't respond to messages in a timely manner and charge a premium yeah a lot of them unfortunately they do take advantage you know of like their clientele base and not being professional and you you got to be on top of when people send those messages no matter how tedious it gets you got to be on there and you got to really promote yourself um some people think that it's just all about social media like oh, i'm just going to make an instagram page and take pictures of people's lashes that i've done understand that's just a part of marketing also go door to door go to the mall pass out flyers pass out business cards it's like people don't even do that anymore I remember back in the day, you go to the mob, people would be there handing you, you know, come to my shop, we're having a special on Tuesdays. Y'all still gotta do that. You gotta have the, you know, the people to people interaction. People wanna feel your energy because sometimes I'll meet people and they'll be like, oh, hey, you know, I just opened up this new store, here goes our flyer. And just from that energy, I will go and check out that store. So remember, that's a part of marketing too. Don't just be solely reliant on Instagram and TikTok. You know, go out in the community, you know what I'm saying? Meet people, let people know that you're there in the community. Because again, you can have a bunch of followers, but if, if, you're, if you're based in like, let's say your business is in North Dakota, if all your followers are from all over the country, I'm not coming to North Dakota to, get, to come get lashes. So you have to go around your community and let people know that you're there. So good luck with everything and thank you for tapping in. I appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dirk says, hey, auntie, I've been a talent sip tea sipper in the Discord. Just wanted to say hi. Keep up the good work. I will definitely make your next event. Definitely. Thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Pace says, let's not act like Beyonce won't get on the beat and spit. She's very versatile and can rap. Look up who popularized rap singing in the 90s. Love you. Yeah, no, we're not saying that Beyonce is not talented. We're not saying that, you know, she doesn't rap or that she won't get on the track and kill it. But what we're saying is that we were never introduced to Beyonce as a rapper. We know her for singing and dropping singing albums. You know, it'd be like, just think about this. That'd be like, they're asking Chris Brown, who's your favorite singer? Who do you think is like the best male singer and Chris Brown doesn't say him. You know, he's a good singer. He says, Sean Carter, Jay-Z. People be like, what the hell are you talking about? Jay-Z doesn't sing. I mean, you know what I mean? So I, I just think it's the same. I just felt like people don't know Beyonce like that for rapping. So I just felt like it was just Trina being a little bit shady. When there's so many women who, like, we know for rapping. Like, that's what they do. They rap. They spit all day. They have bars. They go hard. You know, so... We, if we're going to support each other in the rap game, the rap females, they have to support each other. Because if they're going to have all this disunity, this is why the fans go crazy. This is why there's all these different fandoms and they spend so much time on Twitter beefing. You know, because the girls aren't even united. So that's why the fans don't care. I mean, yeah, I know Jay-Z never sung, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just using that in, as an example. I mean, I guess maybe Drake would be a better example, but people know Drake more as a rapper. You know what I'm saying? But it would just be like, it's just so left field. You know, I just feel like it's so left field because people do not know. When you think Beyonce, rapper is not the first thing that comes to your head. Like, just keep it real. When you think somebody says, Beyonce, tell me something about Beyonce. You're not going to be like, she's one of the best female rappers of all time. That, like, says no one ever. 
besides Trina. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just feel like that was just so left. Somebody said Lil Wayne is the best singer. Now with that frog in his throat. His voice is just so ooey. I like when he raps, when he talks. It's hard for me to listen to him talk. His voice, he sounds like he has like a frog in his throat. And he's always sounded like that for a while. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see. Um, uh, Yardy Most and $10. He says, lots of our people need therapy for going at Simone Biles and her husband. Seek Jesus and professional help. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to log off of here. I'm just trying to see if I, I not miss some super chats here. Um, let's see here. Eliza Sanfai says, as a pretty black woman, it can be tough sometimes because my looks won't get me a job in a room full of middle-aged white women. Ooh, so true. So true. Uh, Doshe said it does exist. I've also noticed this from men towards women as well. It's very slick and also aggressive towards women. So are you talking about, um, like when men get in a position of power and then they get like a pretty girl, like let's say they weren't really deemed as attractive when they were younger, they get with a pretty girl and then they start kind of like abusing her and trying to bring her down a notch, kind of like Diddy and Cassie, maybe not even that extreme. I think that's what you're trying to say. Uh, Brittany sent 10 says, it exists. I also think we have, okay, I read that earlier. Okay. I think I've read most of the super chats here. I'm sorry if I missed any. Um, Two Clearance 47 sent 1999 says, hey, sis, it's your boy, little young baby kid, et cetera, showing love from Ratchet Ass Florida. But seriously, YouTube is hating. I was on a three-hour live today, and they had no freezes, blackouts. Keep your head up, queen. Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to get out of here before it decides to just freeze on me. I don't know why my stream has been doing that lately. Um, it's a shame, but thank you so much for the love and support. It means a lot to me. So, y'all, I'm going to go ahead. Um, oh, somebody said, okay, they sent 150 in Norwegian money. Says the best female rapper of all time is Cupcake. I know a lot of people really like Cupcake. Cupcake got some hits. She got, and she looks good. She's lost a lot of weight. She's been on her, you know what I'm saying, on her grown and sexy. So I'm here for it. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to log off here because I do have people here in the house. So they're probably waiting for me to come back and entertain. But thank you all for coming through to this stream. I really appreciate you guys. And I will go live um, on the 31st. So if you guys want to join me, probably go live about 1150-ish. Well, it's definitely gonna be before midnight. And so we'll kind of, I'll be at my party. So I'll go live and we can count the new year down together. So make sure you guys tune in and, you know, come celebrate 2024 with me. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate y'all. Everybody have a good night and I'll talk to y'all later. Love you guys. Bye.